Engineers are ingenious professionals. Engineers invent, design, verify, and qualify. Engineers are the professionals who make our lives and businesses prosperous and safe. The Florida Engineering Society is proud to put our engineering professionals in the spotlight so that they may educate, share information, and introduce you to the world of engineering that is thriving in Florida. Here's your host of the Engineering Florida podcast, Sam Yates, with today's guest. And hello, everyone. Welcome to a brand new podcast for the Florida Engineering Society. The podcast is called Engineering Florida. And I have the president of the Florida Engineering Society here with me, Kelly Cranford. And Ms. Cranford, welcome to the program today. Good morning, Sam. Now, I think everyone wants to know, what is this program? How does it work? And what is it going to do for the Florida Engineering Society? Well, we have over 3,000 members within our society. And we thought the podcast forum would be a great way to help keep our members up to date and show other people who are not members what what we're doing, why you should join and become one of us. And, and I want to take a little credit there because when uh, I met you as the, uh, the president of the Florida Engineering Society, I have to step aside and say I've known you for a while through <laughs> Culpepper and Turbining. Uh, I know that engineers, many sorts, do many different things here in Florida. And it's always been something that fascinates me that you do so many things as engineers that people don't know about. So I, I, I think this is a great avenue for putting people in the spotlight. But it's not just people. It's also topics and issues. It's topics and issues and how we come together to solve different problems and um, challenges that are facing society. We are problem solvers by trade. That's what we have in common. And we do. We've got private practice, which is all your consulting engineers. We have engineers in government. That's another one of our practice sections. We have those in education. So your professors, your teachers, they're part of our, our group, and we get to bounce ideas off of each other so that we have not only those that are in the consulting field, but we have those that are doing the research, and we can talk back and forth and um, incorporate the new um, research that they're doing into what's actually being built in the field. Brings me to the engineers that work in construction. So once the project's designed, we have engineers out there watching it and making sure that it's built correctly. When we take a look at construction, you know, I will uh, put on my partial construction hat and say that I'm a member of the Gold Coast Builders Association Board of Directors. And looking at the construction industry, they're always raising questions of how to interface with the engineering side of business. This could be one of those vehicles that helps to bring the two parts together. It could. And we're hoping and when we've talked and we will do that. So I am a civil engineer and the majority of our members, but definitely not all of them, our civil engineers as well. So we do the things that don't move, the things below the ground and the skyscrapers, making sure when you flush the toilet that it goes to the treatment plant and gets treated, and making sure that the water, you turn on the tap, that you get water at the right pressure, and the roads that you drive on. Make sure, we do our best to make sure they last. There is an issue, we go in and we fix it, and we alter the design if we're seeing that there is a reoccurring problem. But we also have members that serve in industry, so um, we have some members that work for Bosch and Lawn that actually make the contact lenses. We have a wide variety of members, and we're excited to bring them to the public through this podcast. Awesome. And one of the things I want to take on as, as a goal is to help increase your membership. 3,000 members, that's a lot. 
How many members can we have? Before our last recession in 2009, we were at 4,600 members. So we know they're out there that we can get back up to there. And thanks to technology, we can have meetings virtually. We can bring you these podcasts. We have our newsletters. We have our um, professional development virtual and in-person webinars that our members are welcome to. So yeah, I think it's a great time and we're going to keep on keep on rolling. <laughs> now, right here at the, the top of the program, before we get too far into the program, how may someone, if they are interested in becoming a member of the Florida Engineering Society, how can they go about that? They can go to fleng.org. Now, I know you also have students who are members of the organization. We do, and um, student membership is free. We have, I believe it's 18 chapters throughout the state of Florida at different universities. So the membership is free as long as you are a college student. And you can sign up at the same website, fleng.org. So they have meetings. They have student meetings. They elect the presidents and all the officers. And they're also welcome to attend um, the local chapter. So we have 19 chapters throughout the state of Florida. So student members can attend their student meetings, but they are also welcome to attend the chapter meeting in their region, as well as our annual conference, which will be in Marco Island in 2023. Now, I know that uh, the organization also has special committees and special groups that look at very specific things. And one of the items that continues to come to the forefront is the Surfside collapse. Yes. What's happening there? We had formed a working group um, with not just members of the Florida Engineering Society, but also some members of the Concrete Institute that, you know, Concrete apparently failed. So they were as part of the group. We have structural engineers. I believe we also had the Building Officials Association. But we brought together a group of about 12 people Mm -hmm. representing different um, organizations who have looked into what rules and regulations could have been in place to help prevent this from ever happening again. And that group in the next couple of months will reconvene and tie up some loose ends with a lot of legislation that's new and was put together fairly quickly. There were some questions, so they're going to hope to um, alleviate some of those unintended unintended consequences of some things that were put into that legislation. So in reality, the Florida Engineering Society does play a very critical and key role in getting legislation back to our local communities back to the state that keeps us safe we have we have several lobbyists and we also um and every year we go and we have professional engineering days at the state capitol where we go and meet with each and every one of the legislators and tell them not only what our concerns are for any legislation that's been introduced but also what our members do and how we can help them. So they have a constituent that's all upset about this intersection or bridge failure or this. We have members that will they can contact and will reach out and help the legislator and his staff or her staff understand what's really going on and help them find solutions. Now, I know by being affiliated with you and Culpepper Turpening uh, in particular, I have seen problems that exist and engineers they have a knack for solving problems. Without going into specifics, Hurricane Ian just really wreaked havoc across Florida. Any problem areas that surfaced that uh, engineers are in particular taking a look at right now as we are into 2023? There are, I mean, there there is still a lot of damage over there. And so there are a couple of things um, are sister publication. The very first issue is going to come out in March. 
the Engineering Florida publication, which will be available on the website as well. One of the things that was amazing following Hurricane Ian was how fast the Florida Department of Transportation was able to get those bridges reopened. It was. I mean, after Hurricane Michael, it took months, but they were able to do it um, in a matter of weeks and days. So they did that by a series of a new procurement method and working together with the contractors to make sure everything was done quickly. So that will be one of the features of our very first publication. So we'll look forward to the details there. We have seen some homes are needing to be elevated for the tide, for the surge. Mm-hmm. And the new construction standards, they've looked at what, what really happened, what survived, what didn't survive. And there is a local high school who's got a pro, who is looking at different alternatives as a high school project to see how they can help their own community. We're also helping the Florida Gulf Coast College, which was hit very badly by Hurricane Ian. We had engineering students who had no place to live. And then their classes were canceled for about a month because mm-hmm. they had no facilities. So what they're doing is going back and taking classes on Saturdays. Well, if you had a part-time job, that means you can't do the part-time job and get your degree. So we have some donors who are offering to help those students. And that brings brings to the forefront two items that uh, I think a lot of people may not realize is that the Florida Engineering Society and engineers in general are very, very community-related in Every community, they're involved in doing something for the betterment of their communities. And and that's something the organization takes on as well. Yes, we're uh, known for being introverts, which fine. You might not find us on the front page of the newspaper or or taking the lead in a... as an anchorman or something. But some of us are. But we do like to get involved. And often we'll be behind the scenes. But when we see there's a need, we will um, develop a way to solve that need. And to fulfill it. Something that uh, flows along with that, if someone wants to get involved from our communities, and they're not necessarily engineers, but they want to take a, a, a role of some sort in helping to educate our youth into uh, the many different aspects of engineering, how would they go about it? And can they do that? They, they certainly can. Um, the Florida Engineering Society in Florida, we have been the sponsor of Math Counts, which is a middle school competition I'm promoting math within Florida. I believe it was since 1993, whenever the program first mm-hmm. started. So our 18 chapters actually hold regional competitions. And then the Florida Engineering Society sponsors the state competition. Winners of there, of course, go on to the international competition. And if you're interested in sponsoring that or volunteering to help with that competition, you can go to org as well. And there's a link. We also are involved in the science fairs within the state of Florida. But if you go to the FLENG.org and call our main office, they will get you coordinated with whoever is in need of needing volunteers and donations. We are also affiliated with the Florida Engineering Foundation, which their sole mission is education of engineering students. So starting in kindergarten and going all the way through college. So that's a great organization and it's myfef.org is their website. As we look at the things that go on from the Florida Engineering Society to uh, its constituents, you also do things abroad. We do. We are in the process of signing a memorandum of understanding with 
our counterpart in Puerto Rico. They are close by, they are U.S. citizens, they have similar interests and issues to we do to what we have in Florida, similar climate. They have a real need for engineers. So right now, you have to sign up and be registered in Puerto Rico. So we're working on different ways, um, kind of behind the scenes, and that might be two or three years to get done. Um, but we have interest in, um, in taking trips. So that's something else we're looking at, engineering-related trips, whether it's to tour in Machu Picchu led by um, an FIU professor who is very familiar with Machu Picchu, but he, it's, the trip will focus on engineering-related aspects. We've also been invited into Spain to go visit the aqueducts. And once again, a tour by, by engineers for engineers. So there are things like that that are going on. Aerospace engineering. Aerospace. It also is something that uh, we see growing significantly in Florida. Would that be an area that we say, hey, aerospace engineers, here we are? Yes, definitely. So in our industry practice section, they would definitely fit in there. To be an aerospace engineer, you don't necessarily need to be licensed in the state of Florida to practice engineering. We encourage it, but you don't need to mm -hmm. necessarily. But we still look after the education abilities. So to be an aerospace engineer, you still need the STEM. So while you might not enjoy um, our protecting your licensure because you don't have one, go ahead and invest in the future of engineering, join our society, and make sure we have students who are trained in the basics of STEM so they can become an engineer in the future. Our members uh, of the Florida Engineering Society know what STEM means and, and some of our audience, but not all of our audience. Tell us what that is. So STEM is science, technology, engineering, and math. And those are the core curriculums that you need to be any sort of engineer. You could also be a physicist and a bunch of other things, but those are the core curriculums to help you understand how to design or fix a lot of things. Now, I know the answer to this, but it's sort of my practice to do it every time I interview someone, and that is, will you be able to come back for another episode? Oh, of course, Sam. I'd be glad to. <laughs> so, you know, as we were planning and pulling all of this together to launch our very first uh, Engineering Florida podcast, we wanted to make sure that we covered all the bases. Is there anything that we have not touched upon that we should mention at this point? There is one interesting story. The president of the Florida Engineering Society before me um, will be on the next episode. So I don't want to tell you too much about him. But we were in Tallahassee meeting with legislators. And he and I and a couple of other of our colleagues were standing around in um, Tampa, Tampa Bay. The, their Chamber of Commerce had a big uh, thing going on where they were giving out Cuban sandwiches. There were pirates roaming around. Sure enough, this pirate comes up to us and he says, Ah! Remember, don't leave fish to find fish. And I'm like, what the, what on earth does that mean? Turns out it was a fraternity brother from my colleague who they hadn't seen each other in like 20 years. Oh my goodness. But so if you're happy where you are, we're not, we're not a headhunting organization. So yes, you will be exposed to opportunities to change employers. But if you're with a good employer, we wholeheartedly encourage you to stay there that that is but. a good point though the florida engineering society does have a database for people both looking to change or looking to hire 
Right. So if your employer is not allowing you time to do your professional organizations, then maybe you do need to consider to pick up your your boat and your fishing line and go try and see what else is out there. But if things are going great for you, by all means, stay put, stay involved in the society, and let's make um, more great engineers. One more time, how may someone reach the organization to join the Florida Engineering Society? Go to fleng.org. Great. Kelly Cranford, it has been my pleasure to have you on the very first, the inaugural episode of the Florida Engineering Society Engineering Florida podcast, and we look forward to spreading the word about all things engineering in Florida. Thank you, Sam. We're excited. So, ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up the very first ever Florida Engineering Society Engineering Florida podcast. And today is a momentous occasion because we're going to have many other guests and we're going to be talking many other topics. And it's all about engineering in Florida. I'm Sam Yates and I'm happy to be here today and so happy to have all of you on board for this podcast. Thanks for listening to another informative episode of the Engineering Florida podcast. Our goal is to help educate and inform everyone who listens to our podcast about our members and topics of interest to the Florida Engineering Society. On behalf of the Florida Engineering Society and the Engineering Florida podcast, have a great day, everybody. Thank you.